Welcome to this week's lesson and what we're going to be discussing to empower ourselves this week is to get back to who we truly are. And I think that when we start looking at really honouring who you are, you know, it's called self-honouring basically, is when we start to realise that who we are in our truth is the most important thing. And I think for me, I uh, kind of lost myself over a period of about five to six years when I was trying to be somebody that I wasn't. And the reason I was changing myself was I was looking around at other people's results or um, I guess a bit jealous of what other people had. And so I thought that if I changed to be more like they were, that that would give me the satisfaction that I thought that they had. And so I was making a judgment on myself, but I was also comparing myself. And I think that once you start playing that game, it's a pretty slippery slope until you actually fall off that game and get kind of found out by your own self. And uh, so the words that I want you to think about are truth and joy and abundance. And when we come back to those three things, there's enough in there in terms of content for you to always figure out for yourself what is really um, coming up for you that you need to empower yourself. And a really simple little exercise that you can do is when you imagine um, a decision that you've got to make is to stand up and close your eyes and ask the question of do I really want this? And you can feel yourself being drawn towards it or you can feel yourself being drawn away from it. And uh, I learned that about five years ago um, from a friend of mine who was using just these little pendulums. It was quite interesting actually. She'd just hold up anything. It could be a skipping rope. It could be anything. And you can try it yourself. And she would just ask a question and um, she would program these things to say yes or no. Now, we were using it as more of a party trick, to be honest. It wasn't anything that was, um, that was very serious. However, what I came to realise was our body generally knows what its truth is. And so if you can ask the question, is this good for me? It will move towards it if it is good for, you, good for you. Is this not good for me? It'll move away from what it is that you're asking the question. And so getting to your own truth is really important because when you read a lot of books or you um, compare yourself with other people within your field, um, you can lose yourself, as I said. And so truth is, is simple. Actually, people think truth is quite difficult. Um, but when you um, can understand for yourself what your major goals are. So you're doing an empowerment program. So what area are you wanting to empower yourself around? So let's use the example of food. Okay, so you want to empower yourself around your physical health. Well, then it's pretty easy when you're at a party to say, is this cake in alignment with what I really desire around my physical health and if it says yes well then it might be knocking into a truth around you as a social being meaning that you're always the life and soul of the party and the thought of saying no thank you to a piece of cake that's been made with love at a birthday celebration it, it's in your truth to eat that cake. It just means that will I need to go for a walk later today or will I need to go to the gym? Will I need to be better in my next meal? Yes. Okay, so knowing the truth about yourself is different than the truth that others will know. 
And that's where you can get into a, um, a nasty competing game. I think the truth for me um, is very, very different than to the people that I surround myself with. And, uh, and it makes sense that we're all unique. And it makes sense that as a team we would all have different strengths and different challenges. And so um, when we introduced ourselves, um, my husband came up with the idea of a fun factor. Okay, so when you are actually being true to yourself, how much fun are you having? How much joy is there in what you're, what you're participating in? And generally what I've found is where there is a lack of joy, um, then that's usually what I'm attracting to myself, is more lack. And so when you've been asked to do a task or you're trying to achieve something and you get down to the essence of what it is that you're doing and you ask for a bit more clarity around your truth, then what you're trying to work out is what's being attracted to you in the first place. So let's say, for example, it's a big work project and you decide that you want to get this work project done but nobody's helping you and it doesn't seem to be coming off and therefore it's creating a lot of um, frustration or a lot of anger or a lot of resistance from within you but you feel that because you said that you were going to do it that you just have to get it done but there's no joy within that project well what I want you to ask yourself is when you actually honour yourself then have a look at what the consequences of pushing that is going to be for you. Okay, so because really if you can't do things with joy that's filled um, in that moment, then chances are that the end result or the net result of that activity is not going to be joy-filled, it's not going to be abundant. And some projects that we set our minds to will get halfway and we'll realise that we're going about them the completely wrong way. It's not natural to ourselves and therefore we won't hold that or there won't be the sustainability that we think that we're going to get if we just keep pushing through. And so usually what we have is a little what we call a wisdom check. And within self-honouring there's going to be quite a few wisdom checks that, you will, um, that you'll go through. And generally what I find is they come straight after I've learnt a lesson about being truthful to myself. Okay, as soon as I'm truthful to myself and who I am, it's very different than how others react and respond around me. And what I feel inside of me is this um, teacher or this parent saying, you shouldn't, it's, ir it's irresponsible for you to laugh now, or it's naughty what you've done. Um, you need to, you know, forgive that person for saying those things or no you should actually hold a grudge against them like all different other people's opinions because let's face it all our life what we're doing is gathering other people's opinions and I call that surveying when you survey people why are you surveying them that'd be the first question I always when I ask questions I'm surveying them because I either respect that person or I'm interested in why they're um, completing that behavior and I'm very upfront about that. You know, I'm just wanting to ask you a question. I love the way you've got control of that area of your life. Would you mind if I just ask you, you know, how you do that or how you accomplish that? One, you've framed it in a way that you can then ask them a question and they know that you're surveying them to add to something within your life. So they're going to give a lot more abundantly. Does that make sense? Like if someone asks me a question and I don't know why they've asked me the question, then I'm quite guarded in my response because I'm not 100% certain why the question's been asked. 
And when I started to become aware of this, I realised how many people ask me questions without framing up the question and how quick to bark a response that I thought that they wanted back at them without qualifying their question. And that's not self-honouring at all. I'd find myself almost in arguments or discussions that I thought, well, hang on a minute, why have I even, you know, disclosed what I even thought was the truth and then been attacked and I'd had to then be put in a defensive position. And that's very disempowering. So when we think about um, an empowering conversation, we want to lead that conversation with control to where we want to take it. Okay, and when I understood that, and um, I was trained years and years ago by a gentleman who was a barrister on, on the art of having a discussion with someone and especially with men I find that you know if you talk over the top of a man they don't feel heard and they certainly don't feel respected and so it's really important that when we understand the art of conversation that we let people have their say and we let them talk until they've talked themselves out and then a great way and Brad Sugars used to say that at the end of their conversations say that's interesting because that's interesting can come across as any way, shape or form, can't it? If you've said something and someone says, oh, that's interesting, your natural incl inclination is to say, why, why do you think it's interesting? <laughs> do you think it's a bad interesting? Are you sarcastic think it's interesting? Or you genuinely think that it's interesting? But when you reply with, gee, that's interesting, I'd never thought of it like that, you're actually open to be able to find out with more clarity what your actual truth is. Because I found that yeah, I didn't know what my truth was. I had a lot of voices in my head, but most of those voices that were in my head came from when I was very young and they were either a brother or a sister or a parent or a teacher or some friend that I had that I valued them more than I valued myself. And so therefore when um, I was listening to those voices within my head, often they weren't taking me towards any kind of joy or any kind of abundance. They were actually keeping me on the straight and narrow. That's the way that I, I see it, is the, the picture of somebody who's disempowered is somebody who is trying to uh, be in the center of a ring of people and they're trying to please every person within that ring. And so when you think about who could be in your ring of influence or your sphere of influence, you could have your children, you could have your friends, you could have your partner, you could have your parents, you could have your grandparents, you could have your colleagues, you could have, um, you know, that could be a very intimidating circle, especially when you turn around and look each of them in the eye and say, I will do what you ask me to do in the manner in which you want me to do it. Is that possible? Because wouldn't you have someone behind you that's thinking, ah, oh, don't do it like that. Why are you listening to what your grandmother thinks that you should do? You know, so really the idea of self-honouring is to stand into the middle of that circle and be celebrated for who you are, authentically, who you are. And, you know, to get to the point of courage where you can look someone in the eye and say, oh, that's interesting for you. That must be a great way to live. I can't live like that. I found that when I tried that, it brought up a lot of stress for me because I wasn't being honest with who I was. And if you reply in that way, people will be very interested to watch you grow and to watch you develop throughout this program.
because what's true for me is not going to be true for you. And so that's why we stay away from um, you know, teaching you um, strict law or principles um, because the principles of success are interpreted differently for you than they are for me. Okay, because my value set is different and my personality is different. And in fact, if we were all the same, how boring would it be? So I really love it when people like really rock the boat with what I have known to be right. Okay, so I have a, a great group of friends, a group of girlfriends that they're just naughty. Like that would be the word that I would say is that they just speak whatever they think as inappropriately to me as my conditioning tells me that it's inappropriate, it's appropriate for them. And they gather around them a group of very authentic people that when you're in their presence, it's like being released from these whole chains of burden that in my life I've carried around because I've had quite a strict upbringing. I, uh, my parents were um, quite strict Roman Catholics, not strict in that, you know, it was um, sinful or whatever, but strict in that there was a ritual and routine and there were manners and there was what was right and what was wrong um, in public versus at home. So our life was a little bit different at home, a lot more relaxed, a lot more fun than what we portrayed outside. And it set us up for a very fun environment, but I wouldn't have said it was congruent. I certainly the behaviour that we had at home, which was very light and bubbly and funny, um, it had a denseness about it when we were out within society. It was very much what people think about you is more important. And um, I just found that very interesting as a child to just observe how um, when you went out into public, you, um, you changed who you were. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I absolutely am grateful for that experience that I had because it's helped me to get around in the world, which is very important. But I do question it when I am um, faced at a party, for example, where all my friends are and all my family are, as to which one is the authentic Kate. Which one's actually being honoured? Which one's truthful? And which one actually brings me the most amount of joy? And it's taken a few years to start to come to terms with, you know, the real me of who I am and accept myself just the way that I am. And I think um, doing this empowerment course is um, a testament to how far that I've come because I can for the, probably for the first time speak openly that this was a really challenging area for me because there was a whole chunk of my life where I just was so uncertain about who I was and so certain about who others were within my life that I tried to migrate or please those people and the net effect was a whole lot of stress internally and externally. And uh, you know I see this with a lot of my clients when they have um, fractured relationships with people and they are trying to please others and, uh, and, and not let people down. And in fact what happens is that there's an internal battle that goes on and they end up letting themselves down. And so the key thing to ask yourself at, at this point is, you know, who are the people that come to mind the most clearly that you change for? And you really don't accept yourself when you're around them because chances are they're the person that can um, free you of this burden that you've got yourself in. You need to ask them the question, what do you see in me that brings you joy? What is it that, um, that you like about hanging around me? And then just 
travel towards those things if they're congruent with what actually bring you joy and start shedding the rest. And, uh, and I think for me it was very relaxing when I could talk to some of those people that for me it really mattered that they loved me and it really mattered that they were proud of me. And when I got down to the two or three things that I felt that they um, were happy in my life about, then I made sure that I was clear that that was important to me as well. And if it wasn't important to me, then I made it very, very clear to them that I'd probably only built that area of my life to please them. And did it really matter to them that that was, you know, going to be the way that I continued? And often what I found was those people, when they really understood what I wanted from them. Now let's have a think, what do we want from people? If we get right down to the essence of what we really want, generally as a woman, I just want to be loved. And generally as a man, people just want to be respected. Okay, so there's a difference in when we're self-honored or, or when we're honoring ourselves, whether we're male or we're female, we want different things. So in a relationship, when we're celebrating that other person that's within that relationship, Firstly, if they're male, it's important to have a look at the areas of a life that you really respect about that person. And then you let them know that that's what you're respecting that person for. And I see this really clearly when you, when you think about going to a funeral. I, um, I recently went to a funeral of um, a guy that I grew up with. His wife passed away. Now, I didn't know her, um, but I did know him. And um, I don't know what made me go. I just, um, when I heard that the funeral was occurring, it was just one of those things that I thought, oh, I want to really go and support him. And as I sat there and I looked around, I realised that there was, you know, close to 300 people celebrating this young girl's life. And how they spoke about her was empowering. They remembered the joy that she brought in and they remembered the abundance that she contributed to her children's lives, her husband's lives, her brother and sister's lives and her parents' lives. Nobody stood up there and said, yeah, but she was a little bit fake when she would try to, you know, um, impress people or she just always wore clothes that didn't really suit her or there was none of that. And I realised that, isn't it silly that you know, for so many years I'd been trying to impress others or, or not really felt that I was celebrating who I was when I knew inevitably that I would have this function of my life where others would celebrate who I was. And so I just think that, you know, the earlier that you can get that lesson, if you can teach your children that lesson, is that as long as you feel that it's the right path for you in your truth, then you should just go for it because chances are there's going to be a lesson down that path for you anyway. And if it's truthful and it brings joy, what a bonus. I mean, if you can follow your heart rather than your head, then chances are there's going to be a much more exciting life on the fun factor scale for you. And then the, if you can get the trump, if you can really focus on, you know, following what's joyful for you but also abundant, Imagine then what you're going to bring in for yourself when you are empowered. Okay, and that's really where we're going to be moving throughout this year is thinking about everything that you're bringing in for your life story and how it's going to empower yourself and then by being an empowered leader, how you can then empower others. 
And it doesn't mean that you have to have a huge number of teams that are following you as an empowered leader. What I mean is you can be a leader by just playing your part as you and being celebrated who you are, right in the essence of who you are, as opposed to what you think you should be. And so that's the difference, is moving away from what you think and moving more towards what you feel. And they would be the, the major difference that I find that uh, for any clients that I've worked with that have achieved real success, true success, they can feel their success and it's not important what acknowledgements they get from the public, it's not important of what medals they get or what trophies they get or what um, assets that are surrounding them. Because really the true success when you think of the end destination is really going to be a sense of fulfillment. And when we're empowering ourselves, we want to be mindful of what it is that we're trying to fulfill. And so we need to come from a place which is topped up or full to begin with. And the only way that I've been able to ever top myself up or, or feel full is to follow my own truth. As soon as I'm doing something for someone else in the hope that I'll impress that person, um, then generally I'm emptying some of that good stuff that's inside because that leaves a space for guilt, it leaves space for resentment, it leaves space for anger and then what I find is that those emotions then just play around with me and so that's what's magnified. So when we're looking for truth what you realise is when you're not in your truth that you're going to start feeling those other emotions and you will feel those other emotions because it's a journey. And so the wisdom check is when you get psychological stress, anything that comes across as stress, whether or not that's anger or frustration or um, you're not forgiving someone or you're just not feeling 100% topped up, it's an opportunity for you to say, well, you know, why am I achieving this wisdom? Have I, am I clear that I'm adding value simply because I'm alive? I wouldn't be here if I wasn't adding value. And just strip right down to the essence of where is your value. Your value is your contribution that you're still alive so there still must be something that you can contribute. And just relax into that and say, well, from this place that I don't have to organise that party, I don't have to finish that project, I don't have to complete absolutely everything that's on my plate if it's not adding one to my truth, to my joy or to my abundance, have a look at it and spin it around, flip it is what we call, just flip it. What if you didn't? What if you didn't finish it? What if something happened to you and you couldn't finish it? Like take it to the nth degree. Would the world end today if you didn't finish that project? If you asked for help? If you re-looked at it and re-looked at the timeline, re-looked at what energy you'd put into it? Just have a, um, a really good play with whatever it is that's causing you stress and talk it out. Talk, talk about it to somebody who's close to you that you admire, who is confident. Okay, because you don't want to go into what we call collusion. And collusion is when you go and talk to someone else who you know will say, yeah, no, nah, stuff it, don't do it. You know, what a way you're always taking on those projects. And shouldn't you think that they should have fixed it? And did you see that they put that on? You know, that is story that is only going to add more stress. Okay, so what we're trying to do is find other empowered people that we can buddy up with, 
that we can say, look, this is what's on my plate, this is what's causing me stress at the moment. Can you flip this around for me and look at it from a different angle that maybe I haven't seen? And I, what I'm looking for is a solution that's going to move me more towards joy and abundance and truth. And I'd really appreciate just an outward perspective of somebody looking in on what I've created here. So go back to that circle. When you're standing in that circle, what is it that you want to be celebrated for? Who are you? And then enjoy that feeling that you're enough. You are enough. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be anything. You don't have to contribute any more than what you've already done. You're already enough. And when I heard that, it really meant for me that I could relax into who I was. I could laugh again at my stupid mistakes. And I make lots and lots of stupid mistakes. Everything my partner is fantastic at, I am terrible at. Everything my business partner is fantastic at, I hate. I can't do it. I either feel inferior or I feel silly. Um, you know, so for so many years I tried to defend that position as opposed to accept it and embrace it and laugh about it. And what I found was as soon as I could laugh at myself, then I could laugh with others. Otherwise, when they were laughing, secretly I was hurting. And that's just a sign of, you know, a negative self-image. And what I would encourage you is to have a look at if that's what's happening for you inside, when you're having a joke at yourself or you're being sarcastic or you're picking on yourself, you're not celebrating who you are in your uniqueness. You are picking on yourself. And then you're looking around that circle as who would back you up by picking on yourself and magnifying that. So that would be my, um, my question for you um, to finish off this session, would be in that circle, have a think of the most significant people that you would put at north, south, east and west and who would fill in that circle. And then they become your inspiration chart to go to, to think, okay, what would they do in this situation? Hmm, my mother, what would she do? Does that feel right for me? No. What about my daughter? What would I encourage my daughter to do in this situation? Does that feel right for me? No. Okay, what would my sister do? Yeah, that feels more right. She'd do it this way. That's how she would play it out. So I'm trying to impress my mother. I'm certainly trying to impress my daughter. But I need to act a little bit more like my sister. And that's truthful for me. So might it cause some challenges or, or with people that you aren't complying with? Absolutely it might. But if you're in your truth anyway, it's going to be a lot easier to hold and defend that position because you can simply say, look, it just didn't feel right for me. It wasn't going to bring me any happiness. So I've decided to go down this path. I hope you understand. So when you really honour who you are and, um, you know, you fast forward that conversation, then the types of things people remember you for was they were always firm. They always knew what they wanted and they followed that gut instinct and I really respected them for that and I really loved that they were the strong person I could go to to help build my character. And as an empowered person, that is what you're going to become in the community. So enjoy playing with that and I look forward to hearing about all of your success. This presentation is designed for educational and informational purposes only. The workshop materials and presenters information contained within in no way provide legal, tax or investment advice to participants. 
The information presented is designed to provide participants with reference material towards creating the success they desire. Unauthorised copying, public performance, broadcasting and renting of this material in whole or in part is strictly prohibited. If you would like more information, please go to www.leisureseekers.com.au.